0: Hey, it's Bryce McNabb, Emmy Award-winning director of McNabb Storytelling, an Emmy-nominated brand storytelling agency. You're listening to Storytelligent, the show that helps you leverage myth to build iconic brands. Consider this show your antidote to the marketing echo chamber. You're welcome. I just know right out of the gate, I'm probably going to offend some people. Hang with me. Um, this is going to be uh, just counter to a lot of how we believe our job as the marketer, our job as the brand storyteller is, um, is supposed to go. Like what we believe about our role is informed about our environment. And the sad truth is that our environment is sick Our environment is suffering from the disease. And if you um, have seen any of my content so far, you understand what I mean by the disease. The disease is the inability to see your organization from the outside looking in. It's the inability to see your organization from your customer's point of view. Basically what it means is the disease is the insulated perspective that inevitably takes hold of us within organizations and we lose track of what the role of that organization actually is and we completely lose sight of the truth and the reality of that organization. That, that organization serve as, serves a very specific purpose and that purpose is a very specific person. It is called our customer, our client, right? um our member okay like uh, i was trying to think of like in the nonprofit space what is the what is the word for that right like um the person that we're serving this human being that is the purpose of the organization however what happens is the organization always takes on a self-serving attitude oh i forgot to drop the title of this <laughs> this episode. The title of this episode is I think it's going to be that the story that you want to tell is not the story you should be telling. That your marketing isn't for you. It's not for you. It's for your customer, okay? That going back to what I was talking about the purpose of every organization. Hopefully. This is probably just like not not true, right? But as it should, in my ideal framework of what what business actually is, is that the purpose of every organization is to serve a specific human being, right? Um, So let me just explain what, what I believe the purpose of business is. The purpose of business is to add value to another individual. It is value exchange, we, are, we do business and we conduct business, whether you're for-profit or not-profit, okay? You serve the purpose of adding value to another person or adding value to your community or to society or to the world, right? Like, what we're trying to do on an individual basis is raise someone's level of... Um, of quality of life that's what i meant to say raise their quality of life improve their situation make make their situation better than it was before we encountered them that's what we're hoping for because by default we tend to be selfish self-absorbed and um and and therefore that is a destructive approach i'm thinking about um Mr. Smith, in The Matrix, when he's talking to Morpheus, he explains the human situation. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. You are a plague. We are the cure. That cancer, right? Like that's just our normal go-to. Like, but that cancerous uh, behavior is when we don't keep our character in check. It it is a result of of not um, striving to build character, of not striving to build integrity, and not understanding our own leaning towards selfishness. And our own leaning towards selfishness results in destructive tendencies, okay? Um, So that's why I believe there's a lot of hostility towards capitalism, is because people see that capitalism brings the worst out of people in terms of greed, if you look at any system, you can argue that it brings the worst out of people defined on what that system tends to amplify the most, right? But yes, it will bring the worst out of us focused on greed and we start to focus on self, self-interest self because it's our natural tendency to focus on self-interest, okay? So, our daily practice should be to recognize that and fight that and use our work as a vehicle to refine our character to to improve ourselves but the irony is when i say improve ourselves i'm talking about humility and i'm talking about empathy and i'm preaching to myself here right because these are now i'm now speaking about ideals that I have not met, I often, um, (laughs) you will find me from time to time, just like uh, attacking corporate organizations who choose these ideals as their values because they're too aspirational and they're not reflecting the actual internal culture of the organization, right? Like values like integrity, um, honesty, you know, these like almost like impossible things to, to meet, But I believe that when we approach business for what it truly is, which is it is a value exchange between a individual or a collective of individuals and an organization for the sole purpose of that organization is providing value to that individual or to that group to improve their quality of life, then that organization's purpose is to serve that group of people which means that those customers should be the most important um, focus of the organization, that the organization should orbit around the customers. Customer centricity, right? Yet I believe we use terms like customer centricity as a platitude, as a sort of like checkbox, just like the word sustainability, right? We use these as just paint, gold paint, to, to paint our organization, so that way we project a specific image. But what happens is we contract the disease, and we contract the disease and we become insulated, and we become self-serving. The organization itself exists no longer to serve its customer. It exists to serve itself. Okay, just as an example, I worked in an organization where the the marketing department was basically the product development team for the sales team. It was super weird. I had never been in a situation like this before where um, and then come to realize how how common this was <laughs> right that um, and I believe this is this is primarily the norm within corporate corporate life uh, you let me know if I'm wrong, but marketing ends up becoming product development for sales. And the sales would would have marketing like pull all-nighters to create products for them. Let me caveat here. should you have a very robust um, r- reservoir of sales enablement tools? Absolutely. Should you have the basic sales enablement tools that your sales team needs? duh right? But make that platform quickly and then let marketing do its job. Also, the other thing is there's another reason as to why sales has that thumb on marketing the whole time. It's often because marketing doesn't understand their role as a revenue driver for the business. Told you this was going to be a painful, painful and offensive episode. So again, I warned you, all right? But yeah, I, this is why I hate this, this nonsense about branding versus marketing that's been popped up because it's just, it's just a continuation of the whole marketing versus sales dichotomy, right? I'm going to do a video in the future really digging into marketing versus sales. Again, it shouldn't be a versus, right? Like your sales team should be some of your, your um, strongest compatriots, because great marketing is salesmanship at scale, okay? Um, so you should be talking to salespeople because they they know all the clients and all the customers and they're talking directly to them, so they are a wealth of knowledge. But they're a double-edged sword when, when you now become, when you're now serving your sales team. Because when marketing is only serving their sales team, Marketing's attention has gone completely off of the customer. So now you've created a completely insulated um, marketing department where they're not customer-facing, they're sales-facing. Who's most important to you when you're sales-facing? Your VP of sales or your executive vice president of sales, right? Or your, or your um, VP of business, new business development. That's who ends up becoming your focus. So now your entire um, your entire goal is to entrench yourself politically in your organization, so that way you can understand how to properly get things through that revision process, and um, and it becomes your lifeline, right? So you're now you your your survival, your job security depends on how deeply you entrench yourself within your, the politics of your organization and how deeply you navigate it. That becomes your goal. Not, how much can I learn about my customer? That's the disease. And so what happens is, we say we're serving our customers, right? We say we're purpose-driven, but our purpose is to serve ourselves. Our purpose is to serve our own internal politics. And, um... And our purpose is to serve our own sales team, right? And not to be students of our customers and to to constantly be understanding how we need to speak to them. Now, you could be listening to this as a, as a brand storyteller, as a marketer, you're listening to this and you're probably like, yeah, this is painful. But if you listen to this and you've been on the other side, you also might be wondering, why is this a bad thing to be product development for sales? Well... If sales is asking you for stuff, right, they're asking you for for content. Any sort of thing that marketing creates is a messaging tool. It's a communication tool. It's designed to transmit a message from us to our customer. How is marketing going to understand what resonates with them if they don't know them? Now you're depending your entire creative decisions off of what the sales team tells you. And I'm not sure if you know sales teams so much, but uh, they're not the most creative people. No offense, sales team, right? Like, mad respect for you guys. But they're, they're not, they're, they are they not don't have the creative power that the people in marketing do. That's why you went into marketing. You found an opportunity to where you can continue to be creative um, and not have to kill your soul so much, right? Which is why you never wanted to go into icky sales in the first place. You wanted a space where you could be creative. That's why you ended up in marketing, right? But your creativity isn't valuable unless it's designed to achieve specific goals. And those goals are resonating with our customer. You know, like what value is your brand story if its sole purpose is to make the VP of sales happy, what value is your, is your um, sales enablement content if its sole purpose is to make your CEO happy? The whole reason you needed this content in the first place, the whole reason the organization needed this content in the first place is because they wanted a response from the customer. The inciting incident for creating this content is we need revenue, oftentimes right? We're just going to throw out a random, a random, uh, random thing, random reason. Okay. Like maybe we need to increase, increase revenue. What does that mean? Well, we need to inspire our customers to purchase. Okay. Um, how are we going to do that? Well, let's do that through a video that tells them about our product. Okay, great. So the whole purpose, the instigator was to get your customers to do something. That's the goal. That should be on the brief, right? Like, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get a response from the customers. That's what we're trying to do. What does the focus become? The end focus and the reality is that you're trying to make something that makes the, the highest people on the chain happy. And we're hoping... That they're trying to think about it from the customer's perspective. That's what we're hoping, right? But is everybody? But everyone else up the chain. That's not their goal. Their goal is to design it for the highest person on the chain. Their goal is not to design it for the customer anymore. Now, it be, because it becomes an internal project, right? You're just like, hey, we're creating a video, and now it's like we have to make sure that the person at the top of this approval chain loves this video. So we're going to design it for them based upon their tastes. And if you've got a bunch of people on the approval chain, you're trying to figure out how to X out (laughs) those people politically. So it just depends on the one person who, who really has the most sway. That's the disease. That's the disease. And that's how it happens. Because you stop making stuff. If you actually look at what just happened, and what's going on all the time, is these videos become videos for the organization, your copy becomes copy for the organization, your website becomes a website for the organization. And it doesn't, it never becomes what you intended it to become, which is a message designed specifically for your customer it's hard right like i can even feel like a part of me wanting to yell at myself and argue with myself here because it's really frustrating to look at that right but that's the disease storytelling is the treatment because here's a here's the obvious thing that we have to understand this is i i brought this up in my um what story brand gets wrong argument but it's worth bringing up again what good is your brand script what good is your story brand brand script if you're designing that brand script just to figure out how you cram your role into your customer story and that's the point of the framework is just okay well we've got this seven-step framework and we're the guide so like, and we give them the plan. So how do we, hmm. And now we've got this very robust <laughs> guide-centric story because think about this, the guide is at the center of the framework. You're still at the center of the story. Can you see that, please? You're still at the center of the story. So we haven't treated the disease at all. What we've done is we've just tried to figure out how do we frame our position so that way it is a bit more familiar to the customer stories are a tool for empathy stories are how we experience life um what is that what is that called the thing that parents do um oh my gosh so when we experience life from someone else's shoes what is that called i'm not going to remember it i'm not going to remember it um (laughs) <laughs> dang it <laughs> dang it oh man this is so embarrassing it's supposed to be like the the um oh, whatever i'm just going to move on it's how we walk within someone's shoes i just can't get this out of my head i'm going to be thinking about this forever um dang it what is that word nope it's never going to come to me it's such a simple word that is used so often and it's never going to come to me but Stories are how we live and experience life through another person's perspective. Stories are how we relate to one another. If I'm if you're having a conversation with someone and and you ask them how their week was, they tell you they tell you the summary, like the result, the emotional result of their week. It was either ah, oh, it's awesome, ah, oh, it's bad. And then you ask them why. And what you get in return is a story to help shape your understanding of why. And that story then takes you through their journey so you can begin to comprehend, to understand, to empathize with them why certain happenings occurred and they might be feeling the way that they're feeling, right? Because something happens called narrative transportation, you are transported into their story, into their narrative, you experience the narrative from their point of view, from the customer's point of view, and then you, it is a tool to understand, to empathize. And if from narrative transportation, you're actually able to experience the emotions that they experience. This is why when we watch films, we all cry at the same times, we get angry at the same times, um, we get scared at the same times, okay? Um, that, that emotional engineering is intentional and it is a result of storytelling. So stories are an effective communication tool for empathy. But what good is your customer's story if you're not using it for empathy? So we're using our customer's story wrong. What we need to become is students of our customer. Copywriters talk about this all the time, right? Like you have to study your customers, you have to study their language, you have to study their words, but we have to become an anthropologist. We must challenge ourselves to, to truly be customer centric, to truly make them the hero of the story, and to stop making them this lowly character that needs our help. Yeah, of course they need our help. That's why we're there. But, but they're not like um, even if they're drowning in a sea and we're coming along like uh, the uh, who are those people? The coast guard. <laughs> Having a bad time, vicarious. <laughs> vicarious, living vicariously. Oh man, I feel like there was just a wall between both those, both those words, and I knew it was going to come once I said coast guard. I felt like vicarious was just hiding in my brain there for a second. Hold on, I have to need I need a celebration sip of coffee. The disease. The disease inevitably places us in a situation where we become internally focused and where our marketing serves the purpose of the organization and that we always lose sight of what we're doing and it, and it starts becoming like what makes me happy instead of what is going to make the, com- the customer respond, right? And, and your brand story isn't for you. It's not for your organization, it always, there's a communication, right? A story is a communication tool and great communicators understand that the message has to be designed for the audience. And in order, to, in order to properly resonate with the audience, we need to understand the audience. And to understand the audience, we have to push ourselves to go understand the audience. And that requires using business and using marketing as a humility practice as a daily humility practice to shape our own character because our natural tendency is towards selfishness and self-serving that's what the disease is the disease is selfishness and self-serving on an organizational level right the more people you have in the hierarchy the more important your political affiliations within your organization are we're going to create political alliances within our organizations to preserve out of self preservation. Right? And that's what happens. It becomes this almost like cancerous, um, system where we, we are no longer authentically serving the customer. We're telling them we are, we're telling them we're customer centric. Everyone in the organization knows it's a lie. We don't point out the lie because it's, it's the great lie of the organization now. So no one challenges the great lie of the organization, but the customer feels it. And if they actually find another organization that knows what I'm talking about, and if you can become that organization, if you can become that driver to where you're now a student of that customer, and you can sell the rest of the, of the C-suite on this idea, and understanding and bring everybody back to the core of business which is service they're going to immediately go to you because all of your stuff is going to be catered to them now they're going to feel that feel they're going to feel that basically that's the sentence they're going to feel that they're going to understand that you understand that business is about relationship building that marketing is about relationship building and that they're going to sense your intent your intent is to understand. And your intent is to serve. So go out there and serve. All right. As always, you can find me on Instagram at McNab, underscore storytelling. I uh, would love to just chat about brand storytelling, marketing. Um, and if you have any feedback about this episode, I would love to take it because I know I was, um, you know, kind of irritating a bunch of people. And uh, so if I scratched any rough edges there, let me know. And, um, and then you can also find me on Twitter at Storytelligent. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, just know that we have this. This is available as a podcast. It's called Storytelligent, the brand storytelling podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, and various other podcast platforms just search it whichever podcast tool you use and you should be able to listen and if you're listening to this uh, you can catch this if you actually want to want to go back and and find specific places you can find this on youtube at our youtube channel mcnab storytelling and i will see you in the next one take care